the Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, A Faith That Conquers Fear. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. If I decide to sit up all day and look crazy all off the wall, I made the wrong decision for my life that day because what I am doing, I have connected a needle to my, to my arm and all of my life blood is flowing out. I'm weakening myself thinking about all that stuff. Which means then that I don't want to go nowhere. I don't want to bathe. I don't want nothing to eat. I don't want no company. I'm not answering no phone. I don't want to be bothered. I just want to be by myself. Ah! Now we're getting isolated. And once we get isolated, the enemy will move in and kill your joy. And take your mind in a whole nother direction. You don't even know where you are. You don't even know what you're thinking about. But you're making all these decisions and God ain't no way in it. You call that a great disconnect. If he's an umpire and he rule our heart and mind, then we letting all these thoughts in. We letting all these thoughts in. And we're letting them in. You know why? Because we think we're smarter than God. So eventually we're going we're gonna to conclude whatever the situation is. But the only problem is when you let it in, your peace goes out. Can I get one witness in here? When you let that stuff in, your peace goes out. And in order to get your peace back in, which by the way is a fruit of the spirit, when, when, see, we, we already got peace. Amen. If we're a believer, we got God's peace. And the only way to operate in it is to operate in it. I know it's unfathomable just to think about I can be at peace every day. That, 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 that thought right there by itself is mind-boggling. That I can really be at peace every day. I can really have joy every day. I can really be fulfilled every day. But you know what? Every time we wake up in the morning, you have to watch that first thought. Because that first thought will set the pace for your whole day. Because as we think, so are we. So, when we talk about power, we have to understand that this Holy Ghost power that is in us, that God gave us, that came in great power and demonstration on the day of Pentecost, and that filled us with this power, is also authority and ability. And ability. The child of God has unlimited ability. 
Amen. We keep catering and caving in to our flesh because in our flesh dwells no good thing. So if no good thing is in my flesh, why am I all in the flesh cussing people out? Why am I all in the flesh trying to figure life out? Why am I operating in the flesh? The flesh is going to be with us until we leave. But we become some servant to who we obey. Now, the Lord want me happy? This is the question. Why don't I want me happy? Because depression is a learned thing. Where the Lord is trying to get us to live in the spirit, that's where the joy is. That's where the joy and peace comes in believing that God has already worked it out. But see, our problem comes in when we don't believe that and we start acting out of our emotions and emotions out of control will keep you depressed or either hyper. And when you're real hyper, you're all over the wall. You're everywhere. You, your, your conversation doesn't even make sense to you. So we have to understand that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power. Somebody say, I got power. Say, I got power. I got Holy Ghost power. I have authority. I have ability. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You have to want the high road in life. You, you have to want the happy time. You have to want whatever has happened to you to let that go. Because it shows God that we trust him and we let him have it. We don't have to pick up no gun. We don't have to get no baseball bat and go and beat nobody's windshield out. We don't have to key nobody's car because you know they got cameras everywhere. All right, let me move on. Y'all still here? Okay, now, this Holy Ghost power, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, the Holy Ghost came on that day and filled all those that were sitting and waiting with the Holy Ghost, and there appeared cloven tongues as a fire and sat upon each of them. Somebody say, power! Power. Now, I'm getting ready to take you somewhere. Because we have power, and God wants us to operate in his peace. Peace all by itself is powerful. Let me do a hyper test. Let me test the congregation for hyper members. I'm going to ask you one single question. How long can you sit in your house with nothing on? Well, let me afraid I don't mean naked. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean that. No television, no music, no nothing. And it's not that you're depressed. It's just the fact that you have learned how to enjoy peace. If you can't sit in a room and it's quiet and you are there for an extended period of time, you hyper. And when people get hyper, guess what's the first thing they want to eat? Sugar. That's going to make you super hyper. Learn how to be able to sit in peace in your whole house. Ain't that why you keep going to work to have a nice place? Well, how come you can't ever enjoy it? 
Because the blessings of the Lord that make it rich, he doesn't have no sorrow with it. We're living in a world that has too much noise in it. You ought to be able to be at peace. Let me ask you another question. This is to check your nerves. I need to check your nerves. See how nervous you are. If your favorite football team is playing today, okay, can you, in peace and solitude, miss that game and still be at peace? No, you can't. No, you can't. Don't lie in church. Don't lie on the parking lot. It will wear some of you all so thin until you won't be no good come Monday. I'm serious. We have allowed too much noise in. That's why we can't hear God. That says to me that team has power over you. You got an idol. I know this conversation is not popular in days like these. But at some point we have to learn how to live without some things. I used to be so caught up on football until uh, that was back in the 60s and the 70s. But that's another subject. If you miss a game, are you going to be whole? That's how you check yourself. Running red lights just to get home to see the game. Just think about it. That's why we're giving our peace over to everything. And God help us, your favorite team don't win. You ain't talking to nobody in the family <laughs> until the next game. This is just, you know you act that way. Now, Proverbs 18 and 21. Can you say I got power? Yeah. All right. Let's see how we can release some of this power. Power has to be released. That's why we got lights here. If the power only came to the pole outside this building, and not connected to this building, we would not have no light in this building as it relates to electricity. Now the Lord is getting ready to help somebody in here, and I hope that you will receive it. Because he's not given us the spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind, right? Now watch this. This is very revolutionary. Are you in Proverbs chapter 18? Look at verse 21. The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now we see why some of our lives are so tremendously blessed. And now we see why some of our lives are so miserable because of what is coming out of our mouths. Words have power. Death and life are in the power of Of the articulator. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And we're going to have what we say. That's why you have to be careful when you get upset. That you don't just start saying stuff. Because the power that is in our tongue. Can wreck or destroy our lives. And it will take away from what God is really trying to do. 
man has power. Man has been given power by God. Man has, has, has been given power. And this power of life and death. Now, wait just a minute. Hold, hold everything. Since death and life is in the power of the tongue, now we, if we are open to receive it, can see why some of our lives are so narrow. Because our mouth is so wide. I'm, I'm just trying to help somebody. All this stuff that people keep saying to one another is keeping their whole life in bondage. And nobody's willing to give up and admit that we need to start, we need to use some more words. Because what we've done, we've built a prison for ourselves. Because we're having what we're saying. And that's why people, even married people, can't get over a problem. Because it's the main event every day. It's talked about every day. It's massaged into the psyche every day. And people wonder what's going on. Death is being spoken. Death. Now what? It's, it's a good part about this too. You can take your tongue and kill whatever you want to kill out of your life. Your, your tongue can be just like, just like that stuff you put on weed to kill it. You can kill the situation. So we have to decide because those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. So the power in my tongue, if I, if I go, to, go to Mark 11, if I use my power or my influence or the things that are coming out of my mouth, I can either make my life better or I can make my life worse. It's going to all ride on what I'm saying. Because power, amen, is in my mouth. And you have to remember now, your words are coming out of your spirit. Your spirit is your heart. So if your heart is messed up, your words going to be messed up. But the problem with all that is that you're having what you're saying. And God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power. Power to use our tongue to build up. To build up. To edify. So what do we use our tongue for? Well, some stuff we ought not to be saying because it doesn't make life better. All right, Mark eleven twenty three. do you have it? All right, read. For verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Death and life right there. There it is right there. The power, not only is it the Holy Ghost, it's also our words. Our words have power. Jesus said our words have so much power until if we speak to the mountain and tell it where to go and to be removed and don't doubt in our heart but shall believe that those things which we say shall come to pass, we're going to have whatever we say. Man, God just gave us a key right there. We can have whatever we say. Our lives can be better we can have whatsoever we say. I'm in therapy. I got physical therapy, not mental. <laughs> uh, don't be wishing that on the brother now. 
I got two more sessions. Let me tell you what I've learned. What I've learned is that this physical therapy is to retrain my muscles and to teach them how to do things differently. Our words do the same thing. Our words do the same thing. Our words are part of our expression that comes out of our spirit that articulate our mood and mindset. And when people speak words, they can speak words to damage your hopes and your dreams. Or they can speak words to edify and to build you up. Words have power. Let me say that again. Words have power. But there's no hopeless situation if you got faith in God in your heart and release your words, that mountain will move. That's what God's desire is for every one of us to be able to speak to that mountain. Now, I know time is running. I want to run with it. I know it may seem like it's been an eternity since I've been standing up here sharing with you what God put in my heart. But there's one thing I'm real clear about. This Bible... Cannot lie. I, I know that. I don't have to see it to believe it, but I sure believe it, and that's why I see it. And I thought about King David. Somebody say King David. Now, now get ready for the revelation in this message because here it comes. I want you to go to 1 Samuel. I want you to go to 1 Samuel, chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fear will make you hurt yourself. I remember when I was a child in the housing project and uh, sitting over there one night on the stoop. Must have been about 14 years of age. And I heard some guys saying, Man, the police! And we were sitting in the back and that's where Muddy hung the clothes on the clothesline. And those guys came running down to the police, the police, man, the police. And so me and my sibling, we were sitting right there looking at them clotheslines when they was cutting them guys down like a machine gun. I mean, I mean, it, neck, it hit them on the neck. Their feet went out from up under them. And their whole body slammed to the ground. You know why? Fear caused them to get hurt. That's what fear does. Fear doesn't make you feel better. Fear will make you hurt yourself. I want that to marinate. I want that to, to get down there. The chicken will taste better if it's marinated. You in First Samuel 17? Okay, I want you to go, it's a very long read, so I've kind of went down through here by the grace of God and kind of cut it down a little bit where you will be able to get the message that's going on right here. Now, we know this. Go to uh, verses 31 through 37 of 1 Samuel chapter 17. Commencing at verse 31. And when the words, hello, 
Ah, I want you to hear what's being said. Where is death and life? What did Jesus say about the mountain? Speak to it, right? Now watch this. This is how we handle life, everybody. And when the words were heard which David spoke, they reported them to Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him, talking about Goliath. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it, the lamb, out of his mouth. And when he rose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, moreover, the Lord who delivered me. Anybody in here listening? David said, moreover, the Lord who delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear. He will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee, because I sure ain't going with you. <laughs> the brave goes where the cowards never go. David, man, this is, this is, this is, this is, I don't know how well I'm communicating up here, but I'm, I'm trying to get the message out. David was not a king when this took place. If you ain't heard nothing else, you better hear here. David was not yet a king because the men had not come to make him king over both Israel and Judah. David was a shepherd boy, but, 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 but notice, how many of you in here this morning, because you are facing a certain challenge in your life, like David, have gone back and looked back there to see what the Lord did to bring you the last time? Huh? So if he brought you back there and he was God back there, ain't he God up here? <laughs> now watch this. David recalled what the Lord had done for him. When you talk about grabbing a lion by the beard, you're right here with him. The strongest animal on the planet and David killed him. Yeah. 
with his hands. And David killed that bear with his hands. Why? No fear. Listen, listen, listen. David knew something we need to know. God is with me. God is not with my enemies. God is with me. And since God, not if, since God is with me, they're already defeated. It's just a matter of time before I see the hand of the Lord bring them down to the ground. It's going to happen. It's got to happen. Because God always shows himself mighty on behalf of his people. Your enemies have Today's message, A Faith That Conquers Fear. FC 2687 FC 2687 is now available on CD for only $10 and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885 or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana 71119 or email us greenwoodacres at comcast.net Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the questions are up. Will I... 
Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.